Greetings and welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Naima. And on today's episode, we're discussing comparison is the thief of joy. Have you ever compared yourself with other people? If so, how did it make you feel? Did it make you feel better? (laughs) Or did it make you feel worse? Did it make you feel nothing at all? Usually, when we compare ourselves to other people, there is a hierarchy and sometimes we can put people on a pedestal. And I'm here today to tell you that comparison can be a tool. Let's get into it. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. Have you been doing the same thing and hoping for different results? Have you been looking to add more variety to your current eating habits? Are you ready for transformation from the inside out? Then the 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program is for you. Learn how to stop dieting and start eating to live. You can find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com or contact us at 619-892-8192. Greetings and welcome to Season 3 episode 13 of the Harmonious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Niamh. And today's episode really, really is so thought-provoking. And the reason why it's so thought-provoking is because it is something that we do as humans, which is so natural, or it can feel so natural. And It is something, a behavior which we do for survival, but sometimes we may end up using it in a way that does a great disservice to ourselves, whether we're using comparison to put ourselves above someone else or whether we are using comparison to make ourselves feel inferior to others, but I don't want to get out too far ahead. I want to lay a foundation first. And so y'all know, if you've been listening to this podcast, that I like to word nerd. And I think it is a great starting point to even look at the definition of compare. And its origin is a Latin word. And the first entry, the definition from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is it's a transitive verb and it's to represent as similar, for example, to liken, to examine the character or qualities of, especially in order to discover resemblances or differences. It also means to view in relation to, to inflect or modify an adjective or an adverb 
according to the degrees of comparison. As an intransitive verb, to bear being compared or to make comparisons, to be equal or alike. And they give various examples. For example, nothing compares to you. And then as a noun, the possibility of comparing is one of the examples that is given and also something with which to be compared. For example, a city without compare. And so what made me even think about this topic at all was I was having a conversation with friends recently and I was recounting a time in my life where um, when I was in my like probably preteen, early teen years and how I had started to, to feel a sense of inferiority, not me, myself, but my family's situation financially, it was when I really started to kind of notice a bit of a difference. And so just for context, um, we moved when I was between first and second grade to a neighborhood. My, my parents purchased a home which <laughs> they were young and that was a, a big deal and that was a major accomplishment. So they purchased a home. And at the time, as a child, I did not think about whether it was a big or a small home. It was just like, oh, we have this three bedroom, um, two bathroom home now. And we had moved there from an apartment. And so you know, we lived in a neighborhood amongst other homes. And the other thing was that the neighborhood that we moved into um, could be considered almost semi-rural from the standpoint of some of our neighbors in the, the area, not too far from us, kept horses because they had um, plots of land that were large enough to have um, a couple of horses there. And so as a side note, I was sharing that I would see people riding by in their horses and I had a fascination with horses when I was really young. I wanted one so badly. And I used to try to convince my mom that because we had space, that we had plenty of space for the horse and that I would take such good care of it. And please, 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 can I have a horse? <laughs> And so at that particular time, where we were was perfectly fine. It was the kind of neighborhood where we felt safe to be away outside um, for hours exploring um, in the area because there were like open fields and like spaces where there were cactus that you could go and hide behind. I mean, like, and the, there were other kids our age in the neighborhood. Um, and so my sister and I would be outside, especially in the summer, a great deal of the time, whether we were riding bikes, etc. So that was actually a wonderful 
um, it was a wonderful environment. And I am so grateful for it now, especially. But as I started to um, make friends with kids outside of our neighborhood, and particularly um, when I got to middle school, or what we called junior high back then, and I started visiting other people's homes and other people's neighborhoods and comparing, then that's when I started to have a little bit of shame or embarrassment around where we lived, around the size of our home. And as I sit here and think about it, I don't know if I even ever told my parents that I felt that way. There were times, and I'll get further into this in, in the very next segment, segment, but there were times, for example, when I would be dropped off to school that I would feel embarrassment and I would want to be dropped off farther back, but that had to do with the car that we were in and the fact that the car was noisy. Um, <laughs> and so I was embarrassed by it, but we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to delve even deeper into this whole idea of comparison being a thief of joy. Stay tuned. And welcome back. So first of all, can you relate to any of the story that I've shared so far? And I know that as preteens and, you know, when you're an adolescent, oftentimes there's this whole thing about being embarrassed by your parents and all that kind of stuff. And that wasn't necessarily the case for me. But what was embarrassing was that we had this cougar. Um, and I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that type of car before. And it was actually a cool car and it ended up being my first car. But the car, um, at a certain point, the suspension just started like being squeaky when you would go over like dips and bumps and stuff like that. And so I found that to be embarrassing, especially when I would compare it to the other cars that I saw my peers um, being dropped off in. And so that was one of the things that um, made me feel that other people had it better than us. And let me just say, because com all comparison is not bad, right? Sometimes it's beneficial. For example, if we're comparison shopping to see if a particular item is best suited for our needs or for our budget, if we are, um, you know, making a real objective evaluation of one choice over the other, that's one thing. But with comparison, the tendency is to believe or to think that the grass is always greener. And so what we end up doing we compare homes. So like I mentioned in the first segment, I started to compare what my friends' homes were like in relationship to what our home was like. I started to compare the neighborhood because 
in my mind at that time, their neighborhoods were more popping. You know, there was more stuff to do or more opportunities to go and hang out with boys. <laughs> I'm keeping it real with y'all. And where I was, it felt a little bit more isolated. But at the same time, unbeknownst to me, it was a protective thing. It was actually a safe thing that we were in a neighborhood that I now refer to as in the cut because, you know, people didn't usually, it wasn't a high traffic area. People didn't usually venture over there unless they had some business over there or unless they knew someone over there. So like there were not a lot of cars passing down the street, which was wonderful because we could play in the street. We could ride our bikes in the street without, you know, too much needing to stop to um, get out of the way of or to, um, you know, make sure that we were safe from high traffic areas, which some of my other friends at the time did live in. But you know, that's the perception that I had at the time was that their situation was better. But we have a tendency to compare clothes. I mean, it, it goes to so many levels, whether we're looking at the style of someone's clothes and or if we're looking at the what we perceive as the price or how expensive someone's clothes are. I've already mentioned cars. Sometimes once we become um, parents, we may compare our children and whether it's their abilities, their accomplishments. Um, we, when it comes to a, on an individual level, especially in this society, and it's really, it's a global thing because racism is everywhere, but we have a tendency to compare complexion, our skin tone with other people. We compare our hair with other people. Is it short? Is it long? What's the texture? What's the color? We compare our facial features with other people. Do we like our nose? Do we like this other person's nose? What about the lips? What about the shape of the eyes? We compare body types. Is this person lean? Is this person bigger than me? Are they smaller than me? Are they shorter than me? Are they taller than me? <laughs> we compare jobs and careers. Is this person making more money than me? Do they have a quote unquote better job than me? Is this person making less money than me? Is this person making the same as me? And how do I feel about that? We compare life partners, our mates, how does this person um, treat me versus how does my um, family members or my friends uh, partner treat them? People compare the gifts that they receive on their birthdays or Christmas. People are constantly checking in to see how we measure up against other people. How are we doing? And all of this can lead to a lack of self-acceptance, a lack of self-love. It can also mean that we don't fully appreciate what we have and we don't fully appreciate our partners. We don't fully appreciate all of those things that I just mentioned 
because of the fact that we're looking at others and thinking that someone else has a better situation. We're looking at all of those other things that I've mentioned and thinking that the grass is greener. And man, does that suck. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about comparison. We're going to talk a little bit more about acceptance. Stay tuned. Tune in to you and make 2022 your year of healthy living with the 30 Days to Healthy Living program. Using this holistic program, you'll create a foundation for a healthy lifestyle, regardless of your current lifestyle. For more info, click the link in the show notes. And welcome back, y'all. So first of all, I just want to let you know that the landscapers are getting busy outside. So you may hear some background noise that you don't usually hear, but that's perfectly fine. We're going to keep talking anyway, because this topic is so juicy. And again, you know, one of the things that I want to do is recognize the duality of comparison. But before I get to that, I had to do a little word nerding again, and I thought about the expression keeping up with the Joneses, right? And y'all are are probably familiar if you're of a certain age with that expression. And actually, (laughs) we use that expression to signify, um, you know, wanting to do what you see your neighbors do or what you see other people do. And I was like, where did this phrase come from in the first place? And so, of course, Handy Google <laughs> pointed me to this comic. So that phrase, it was actually from a comic strip called Keeping Up with the Joneses, which y'all probably remember there was a TV show by that same name um, some years ago. And this comic strip was created in 1913 and it ran until 1940 and it was in the New York world and other papers. And it depicts social climbing, um, the McGinnis family who struggled to keep up quote unquote with their neighbors. And so I'm sure that that is one instance that you can um, think of like if, you see, you know, your neighbors getting a certain car. Oh, we've got to get that car. We've got to match. We can't, you know, let them outdo us. And so there's that side of comparison, right? We talked about that. But I also want to just offer a reframe here because like I said, um, there's duality in the universe. And so one way to reframe that expression or that whole concept of comparison is to remember. And I've heard this, um, I think I've heard Dr. Wayne Dyer say this before. I've heard other inspiring speakers say this, that nobody is better than me and I'm not better than anyone else. So if you remember that, and if you remember also that we are having a 3D human experience, And at the end of the day, we are more spirit 
than we are material. And when you recognize that our material world is really an outward expression of, um, it's an outward manifestation of our thoughts, our patterns, our habits, and that our thoughts become things and that the words that we say also can create things. We speak things into existence. And so when you keep that in mind, then you can see comparison in a different way. And so that's why I want to not make comparison itself the bad guy, quote unquote. I think it is useful when you're comparing yourself to prior versions of yourself in a gentle, non-judgmental way. So you can acknowledge yourself for how far you've come. You can acknowledge yourself for areas where you've grown, for progress you've made towards your intentions, etc. And you can use it to compare and to recognize how blessed you actually are. And especially if there's something that you can do now that you weren't able to do before, like remembering when you prayed for the life that you now have. And raise your hand if you can relate to that, because I know that there are things that I'm experiencing now in my life that I've always wanted to have, always wanted to do, always wanted to experience. But not just from the material standpoint, I'm even talking about like physically, for example, if you've ever dealt with an injury and you recognize how much you might have taken a limb for granted. And when you don't have the use of that limb, then you start to recognize, oh my goodness, wow, look how good I had it. I didn't even notice you. Um, elbow or pinky finger or whatever, you know, um, body part that is ailing or that is temporarily um, out of commission or temporarily limited. When we don't have the full use of our limbs, it can really, really make you recognize how much we take for granted because as we're going about our daily routines and we're rushing about and we're doing this and we're doing that and all of those activities of daily living like grooming and taking care of yourself, if you're able to do those things now, you probably don't really think that much about it. You just do it because that's what you do, right? Your brain sends the signal, your limb responds. But when you use, the, when you lose the use of a body part or when your whole body is out of commission because you are under the weather, because you're sick, because you've come down with COVID, whatever the case may be, when you are incapacitated, you can use that time to recognize and be grateful for the times when you do have the full use, when you do have your full strength, when you are at full physical capability to do the things that you want to do and to feel the way you want to feel. And so comparison can be a great way to put yourself in a space of gratitude. 
it can really, really open your eyes. And sometimes when you think about how things could be versus how they are, it can really, really just lift your spirits and just make you have a sense of awe of how good your life is, of how good God is. And I'm just going to say it. I don't, whether you believe in God or not, just recognizing good in your life. And that is the blessing. Thank you for listening. Wow, what an amazing episode. And here's the thing that I must highlight. That comparison is based on our perception and our projection. Because we really don't know what's going on in other people's lives. We don't know what other people's lives are like on the inside, behind closed doors. And so how we might perceive that someone is doing quote unquote better than us might be completely off base. And, you know, the way that social media is and the fact that we see people's highlight reels, oftentimes we can get or we can make assumptions that someone's life is so grand and that they are so happy and they are just having a blast and doing this and it's experiencing that when that person could be in such misery and in such suffering that we wouldn't even know unless the person tells us. And so therefore I say, do yourself a favor and compare yourself to yourself only because we have no idea what other people's lives are like and we are not accurate (laughs) when we are comparing more often than not our lives to other people's lives. And there are so many other areas that we can use comparison as a tool rather than as a hammer to make ourselves feel badly. All right, that being said, here's some takeaways. Number one, You can reframe comparison by saying, nobody is better than me and I'm not better than anybody else. When you remember that we are spirits having a human experience and that our material worlds are physical representations of our thoughts, then you can begin to think about what type of life do you want to co-create based on the thoughts you're thinking and the beliefs that you have about what you're worthy of. Number two, the grass is not always greener. (laughs) And as I just alluded to, sometimes we don't know, and it doesn't even matter what other people are experiencing because their journey is their journey. Your journey is your journey. And what is for you will not pass you by. Number three, 
Use comparison in a way that serves you so that you can see your progress, celebrate your wins, and even look at areas that you want to grow rather than using comparison as a way to not accept yourself and to not love yourself and all that you've been gifted. So I hope that this episode has been eye-opening for you. I really just scratched the surface. There's so much more that I could say, but I just felt like it was so timely. And I hope that you have gotten at least one nugget from it. And if you have, if you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with your family, your friends, your loved ones. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, please do so, so that you can be notified whenever episodes come out. I would love for you to write me a positive review. And also, if you enjoy the episode, you can take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'm at Naema underscore sings, and I will be so happy to give you a shout out as well. And of course, you can also um, become a monthly supporter at any amount that feels aligned to you. And I know you have many options when it comes to your podcast listening, and I want to thank you for being here today. I also want to make a quick announcement and a save the date. Saturday, August the 20th at 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, I am hosting a virtual vegan cooking demo. So I'm going to be sharing more about the menu and what I'm making on my Instagram in the days to come and on my personal Facebook. But if you are interested in attending, I encourage you to follow. I will be sharing again um, as the days come closer how you can register for that but it's going to be an intimate experience from my kitchen I'm gonna sing I'm gonna make some yummy food and it's just gonna be a fun time and I'm so excited about it it's been a while since I've done one and I hope that you will be there with me again that is Saturday August the 20th 2022 at 3 p.m pacific time so save the date Again, thank you so much for listening, and I want to wish you, as always, peace and love, and have a beautiful and blessed day.